a group of teenagers hacking casinos. It sounds like something out of a 90s cyberpunk movie, but for the MGM Grand and Caesars earlier this year, it was reality. At MGM, hackers got into their systems, causing chaos, disrupting everything from ATM machines to hotel room keys and stealing personal customer information for which the hackers demanded a ransom for. Now, MGM Grand refused to pay the ransom they still paid a steep price, taking a hit of about $100 million to restore operations. According to Reuters, the cyber criminal group behind the hack calls themselves Scattered Spider. And it's in their go-to method, social engineering, aka hacking by manipulating humans to get inside computer networks. And according to Bloomberg, we've learned that the same crew is likely responsible for hacking Clorox that has led to get this nationwide shortages of its products. So how can one group of teenagers do so much damage? Chris Tarbell is a former FBI agent famous for busting the Silk Road Dark Web Exchange. He now runs Naxo, a cybersecurity firm. So let's talk about social engineering, right? Which is this method of hacking, hacking people essentially to get information. This group reportedly are experts in it. What do we know about how they've used it? It seems as though they sort of cut their teeth in what's called SIM swapping. Uh, and that's when you take a card or, or, or try to duplicate someone's phone, which requires a social engineering of a person working at a cell phone store um, who have, has a great power, um, access to all your records. Uh, and so they can convince that person that you lost your cell phone and I need a new SIM to put in my phone. To ha and then I have complete control of my target's phone. Um, I have a duplicate copy of it. So uh, it looks like they got in that way. Yeah. They, they called a call center. So it sounds like they found a, a, maybe a number of victims uh, through LinkedIn. Uh, they looked on LinkedIn and said, hey, this guy works at MGM. He's in the technical side, which makes sense because, you know, if I'm looking to hack into a network, I'm going to go after, I want a technical end. I want to, I want a username and password and a two-factor authentication of someone who has, you know, power within the system. Gotcha. So uh, on those skills, it's been reported that this group are, some of them at least are English speakers. What kind of advantage does that give them in, you know, utilizing these techniques? Well, I mean, obviously they're trying to portray an uh, English speaker, a native English speaker, uh, probably someone in Las Vegas or someone close to wherever their technical center is, is, I would host it. You have to speak the language. Um, you know, you can't speak with a different accent. You have to speak with certain rhythms. Um, and, and so being a native English speaker is going to help you portray, you know, an, an English speaker or someone here in the U.S. So I think when people think about hacking, they think of some, you know, advanced virus that gets into a system, but right? As you mentioned, social engineering is manipulating people, trying to get an, you know, an IT employee on the phone to pretend to be an employee to you lost your password or something like that. You know, can you truly prevent that situation from happening? I wish I had a magic answer for you, John. I wish I wish I knew how to stop it exactly. But, you know, we're all worried about AI taking over the world and uh, and taking over all of us. But it's going to be a lot harder to socially engineer AI. You know, a lot of social engineering comes down to pressure and putting pressure on people. You know, oh, I really need to get this done. It's Friday afternoon. I got to get it to get out of here. I'm trying to get home. AI doesn't care what if it's Friday afternoon. It just has a protocol it goes through. And whether you pass that protocol or don't pass that protocol, that doesn't really care about the outcome. 